0: Listening to the Reason to Behold podcast. Welcome back. Welcome back. Sounded too much like the Hustle and Cut, in it.
1: No, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that that assumes that people know what the Hustle Cut is. It does. It so does. if they've never listened, doesn't matter. But if they, they have, it's still you. So doesn't really make a difference. <laughs> I thought that <it> was
0: fine. <laughs> if you don't already know, this podcast is hosted by Tolly Talks and Arnold reasons and we are happy to have you back in the building thank you for listening and tuning in mm. so today we are continuing our series on after the article if it's your first time listening after the article is a book which I wrote um over a period of five plus years and we're basically just going through it and looking at different aspects of it to kind of just talk through some of the the thinking behind it and some of the the reflections that have gone into it. So if you are looking for a good Christian book to uh, stimulate your thinking, jump on Amazon and search for After the Autocall by Arnold Reasons. So
1: over the last couple of episodes, we've gone through the acknowledgements and this episode, we're going to be looking at the introduction. Yeah. Um, the introduction, I'm not going to read it all, but just to take the theme and the spirit of it. So you were paralleling your computer repair business mm. with the Christian walk and things that you'd observed from that, which was, which was really, really interesting. Mm. Why don't you talk a little bit through that. You've talked about you know how people have been using broken computers. Yeah. Um, and how that parallels with kind of us being broken in terms of the original design of God yeah yeah. expectations as well that we have so it'd be good to just understand from your point of view like some of those points maybe expand on them a little bit talk through
0: do you know i think it's really interesting because sometimes we're involved in things Mm. and there are things going on in our worlds and our lives that we Mm. have no awareness of how much they speak about the Mm. journey of the believer and stuff Mm. like that Mm. and for me with this Example, um, it just came from the place of looking at the fact that we were in the repair business and Mm. the journey of The Believer is all about repair and restoration, right? Mm. And bringing back something that is broken to its original design so Mm. that it can function the way it was designed to rather than with all sorts of brokenness. and and i think in in just spending time reflecting on it i could see the parallels of how similar to some of our customers like not everybody who has a problem with their device mm. makes a decision to go out and look for help right mm. sometimes we just decide to carry on using it and just get used to the dysfunction right i've mm. had how many of us have had iPhones that had cracked screens right and Mm. rather than going to get the screen fixed we just adjusted Mm. adapted exactly exactly (laughs) and start to practically walk with a limp to use a physical example um we got used to the dysfunction and we just kind of accepted it rather than seeing the need for it to be repaired sometimes we recognize that there's a need to be uh, to get something repaired Mm. but we're not willing to pay the cost Mm. right We're not willing to humble ourselves and go to somebody outside of ourselves to say, hi, I need help. Right? Or we're not, we're not ready to pay the money. Because again, the computer repair business, we didn't, we weren't doing it for charity. Like it was a business. So if we were going to help to repair whatever you brought broken, well, obviously we're expecting to get paid in return. And not everybody was willing to pay what we were charging. And that is so true to the the journey of being a follower in that He said, whoever comes to me must first deny himself, pick up his cross and follow me. Follow me. Like it's a journey of putting ourselves, our dysfunctional selves to death and actually submitting and following, which in itself is a high cost. Because what we're agreeing to is saying that I'm going to get off of my micro throne in my mind and give you the, the right and the responsibility and the rulership to sit down and tell me where to go. You know, to correct me, to tell me what is right from wrong. Um, And that's not something that everybody's willing. It's not a cost that everybody's willing to pay.
1: And I think what's, what's funny is that that's the smaller cost to pay.
0: Right? God, <laughs> yeah, yeah. God
1: has actually paid the bigger cost in sacrificing Jesus to to pay the real cost of sin for us. You know, what we have to pay is, like, the smallest, like, leaving the tip on top of dinner. Do you know what I mean? It's like...
0: (laughs) And and you just to even go back to this same parallel, right? Customers see that small cost that they're having to pay, maybe 50, 60, 70 pound, 80 pound, 100 and something pound. Mm. But they don't see the cost that we as the business and service provider have paid Mm. in paying for the lease for the shop, paying Mm. to Mm. run the electricity, paying to... Mm. Um, staff the, the, the business and stuff like that as well so it's exactly what you're saying in that mm. we see the cost that we are paying as no no no, no that's way too much not realising that. that he bankrolled a way bigger cost that would mm. even make this a possibility for us mm. Mm. it's so true
1: it's so true because I remember when you were telling me about the lease cost I was like wow just like day <laughs> one spent wow and yeah you're right like the the customer never really and it's not for them to really think about you know yeah. in that sense um but i just feel like you know, god sacrifices so much for us and he you know in a way doesn't actually ask that much of us because what he's really asking us to do is to let go of the things that actually hurt us mm. you know mm. the the sin the the things that we feel like we want to do but they're not actually that beneficial for us yeah yeah so yeah, it's, it's just very, very, very interesting um, in terms of the cost mm. that, that, we, that we should be willing to pay.
0: Mm, mm.
1: And then talk a bit about managing our expectations and why why was that important for this book?
0: I think, yeah, so the, the managing expectations thing was was huge in the business mm. and is huge. Even when it comes to what we're presenting, when we're inviting other people to join this kingdom, because, like, if 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 we're giving customers in the business example the expectation that you know um, it's not going to cost you much, it's only going to be five pounds, and we'll get yeah. it done in ten seconds, and then we end up taking two months and then it cost them over a thousand pounds like and they don't get to find that out until we send them the invoice after the repair it's it's gonna lead to a whole lot of disappointment because i think Mm. when it comes to either offering a business service or product or inviting someone into the kingdom Mm. expectations are everything Mm. like the savior gave us the most realistic expectations when the jump he didn't say it's going to be cake and ice cream you know follow after me and i promise you that you're never going to suffer you're never going to experience Mm. persecution the world is going to love you it's Mm. going to lead like he didn't give us that false expectation he was very realistic in telling Mm. us in this world you will have tribulation just Mm. one example of his realistic expectations Mm. another one like we spoke about i think in the previous episode take up your cross and mm. follow after Let's me. Follow. Mm. Like it's death you know and I think the reason why expectations is so important is because again the example I use with the business is the reviews as one thing what people are going to mm. say about our business as another thing. Mm. Like whether it's the written review or what they tell people about us if, if your expectations are not met it's going to lead to all sorts of frustration, disappointment and feeling like you've wasted your money. You want a mm. refund. And I think that is also one of the reasons why some people do walk away from the faith because they came in with false expectations. Mm. Um, Because it's easy to quickly get somebody in or get someone to agree by giving them the perfect picture. But the truth will always come out. Right. Mm. And the reality of what this journey is about will always surface sooner or later, tribulation is going to hit you in one way or another
1: one way you know, or another
0: persecution is going to hit you in one way or another all the things that the savior warned us of and told us about um the the cost of being one of his disciples and his followers is sooner or later going to hit you and obviously it hits us to varying degrees because the experience of persecution and suffering that someone in a third world country that um, it is criminal to be a christian in is going to have a very different experience Mm. from me being somebody who lives in the western world where you know the way that they bring pressures against the things we believe is very different like no one's coming to knock down my door find a bible in my house and take me to jail not yet Um, and and that's not the experience that we have but it doesn't mean that we don't have any experience at all and i think the thing that helps us to when you when you we don't like being shocked and surprised if you knew it was coming and you also still then chose to agree you're not going to be surprised by it no right and even if even if it comes and it kind of catches you off guard you then remember what did i sign up for right Mm. because that sometimes does happen to us where we now start experiencing the realities of what we were told would happen if if i'm going through the, the process of rehabilitating my muscles, if I've been injured and I'm relearning how to walk, it's mm. going to be a painful process. Mm. And so when I take that first step, when I'm holding on to the sides to try and learn how to walk again, it's going to hurt me. And even though the doctor or whoever the physician is told me in advance, this is going to be painful. When I put my foot down, bro, for the first time, <laughs> the pain is going to be real, you know? Yeah. But the thing that will cause me to take the following step is remembering they said to me this is going to hurt but they also said to me it will get better Mm. and this will only happen the first few times or for the first week. Make it to week two things become a lot less painful. Mm. So yeah man I think expectations expectations are huge and expectations are what help you to make A good or a bad decision, an informed decision, right?
1: And I think it's also the expectation of what comes at the end as well. Yeah. Because it said that for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. Yeah, yeah. So Jesus had an expectation and an understanding of what was meant to happen after. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that can also help to keep you and to encourage you to keep going when things get tough.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think on that expectations point as well, like even down to our expectations of, okay, so yes, I've said yes to following the Savior. I follow, I'm i agreeing to become a disciple. I'm agreeing to going against the grain. But even sitting with the question of why am I doing it? What is my expectation? Not just in this life, but on the other side of eternity. It's a good question to sit with because... Mm-hmm. It's going to, it's going to be what defines whether what we really think is going to happen is really something joyful or not. Right? Because, like, if we have the right expectation of what the other side of eternity looks like, and we have the right perspective to see it as a joyful thing, something that is amazing, something that is like, this is so valuable. Oh, my gosh, I want more. I want more. I want more. Like, if we Mm. see it that way, then the way that we operate and live in this life will change. Mm. But if we secretly, and this is something that I don't know if we speak about enough, but if we see it as something that sounds nice, but seems boring, like for example, seeing the other side of eternity as a never ending church service and that's it mm. rather than seeing it as a a new heavens and a new earth, which is essentially an extension of Eden in its full restoration, like hmm. it's two very different perspectives.
1: I don't think we even really understand what that means. How you know, you mean? like like those words that you say to me seem so familiar, mm. but when I then try and think about visualizing that, it's like my mind can't even really get there. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah know those things that you've said but do I really like see it do I really know it what am I really expecting and to be honest I don't know I actually don't know
0: you know yeah it's a good question to sit with and to really reflect on and to Mm. explore the scriptures on because I think me even asking myself those questions Mm. came from that same thing of thinking what what's this all like what do i really think this is worth it and i know this might not be a popular thing to say but it's like in our hearts we might not say it out loud but deep down in our hearts if we really soul search like it's a question that probably sits and exists in our minds Mm. like is this really worth it right Mm. and it's the question that we ask before we commit sin do you get? It's like that's the truth. It, it is literally the. And when we decide to do the things that we know we ought not to do, like it comes from a place where we've concluded in that moment that the thing that we are choosing to do is more worth it than the joy mm. that is set mm. before us. For us, mm. and I think that is where, like, having to wrestle with this kind of a question letting Mm. the scriptures inform our expectations and then being constantly aware and reminded of the joy. Like Mm. having that picture. Bro, you know what it's like when you've got a vision, right? Or a vision board, Mm. which is Mm. like what we speak about a lot nowadays. Like when you can physically see, man, this is where I'm going. Mm. This is what I'm working towards. Mm. This is the result it's going to give me. This is like again i'll use the example of the gym journey bro Mm, like mm, mm. that cake looks good Mm -hmm. (laughs) that custard is sweet the apple crumble is amazing right (laughs) and what's that saying they say a minute on the on the lips a lifetime 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 (laughs) 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 because in that moment when i'm looking at that that dessert right Mm. and i know that i've got a restriction on how many desserts i'm allowed to have per week when i'm looking at that thing right like what's usually running through my mind is the thing and Mm. everything Mm. about the last experience that i had about how delicious it tastes about like Mm. like and the desire just focuses our attention on that Mm. but what if i was looking at something different right what if rather than looking at the dessert that is in front of me Mm. i've made and strategically created my life in such a way that i'm constantly looking at the the new heavens and the new earth in front of me the long-term goal the benefits the health benefits who i'm trying to Mm. become why i'm Mm. trying to become that person the years that it will potentially add to my life Mm. and the natural causes of death that it may help me to prevent going Mm. into because Mm. i've got that like it changes the decisions that i'm gonna make Mm. because that dessert can look sweet bro
1: (laughs) it always looks sweet (laughs) <laughs> it always looks sweet, always. So yeah, man. On um on page 17 you talk a bit about how sometimes, you know, we've talked about the expectations that we have in terms of what the Christian walk is gonna look like for us. Mm. But you talk a bit about you know what we expect. The relationship with other Christians to be like mm. and the disappointment that can come um when we really encounter some of those <laughs> relationships, let's <that's it>. say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what what made
0: you want to talk about that in here? Experiences, bro. Mm. Talk to me. I think experiences That exposed Disconnects between What the scriptures Show me about mankind Versus What I Or even other people around me At different times Assumed Mm. about mankind Mm. And more specifically About other Christians So Mm. I think Like we all want connections Like to be fully known And Still deeply loved and accepted is something that we all want it's since it's what we're built for it's what we're exactly, built for it's, it. it's literally by design mm. right hence why we see Adam and Eve in the garden naked mm. and unashamed mm. unashamed like I don't think that was just about their physical bodies like that description mm. of being naked and unashamed mm. it's it's full exposure it's like there is nothing hidden mm. like you see, it might not be fully applicable before sin, but you see the good, the bad, and the ugly, right? You see the <laughs> Yeah, there wasn't a good, bad, and ugly, then. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And, and I, think, I think, to be honest, when you think about it, that's what was meant to be, right? Yeah. You were meant to get all of a person. There was meant to be no barriers because there was no bad. Yeah. You know? But I think that the adjustment that we've had to make because of sin yeah. is that... God still calls us to love, like, pretty much mm. agape love, unconditional love. That's mm. what we're still called to. Mm. And now we have to take the knowledge of good and evil because that is what, as humans, we've chosen. So you have to take that knowledge but still love. Like, <laughs> that's that's the choice that yeah. not we personally made but Adam made for us. Yeah. And now, actually, you have to take all of a person. But before, yeah. there was no bad and ugly. There was just the good. Good, Yeah you know but now actually you know what i'm saying like (laughs) ain't no lifetime on the hips back in the (laughs) garden is what i'm saying so (laughs) so i think that it's still the same design it's still the same idea that we're meant to know people we're meant to love people because god is love he created adam and eve from a place of i'm going to love them and he knew the choice that they were going to make and Mm. he still chose to love (laughs) them from the very beginning you know so you're right like it does go back to that original design and you know, now we've just added the bad and the ugly, you know, it it just wasn't there before. It was just the good, but, Mm. but I guess in terms of God loving us, he knew the good, the bad and the ugly that was to come. Yeah. Yeah. And he still chose to love us. He still chose to bring us Jesus, to send Jesus to us. He still chose Mm. to not destroy all of the world and Mm. to give Mm. the world another chance, even with Noah. Mm. You know, and he knew all of the evil that was to come. He mm-hmm. knew it all. You know, and there's a song that I used to like, even though it's not it's not even scripturally correct. And it says <laughs> it says, When God created human beings, I bet he didn't think of bombs and things. And I bet he wonders <laughs> why. I'm like, he knew. <laughs> he actually <laughs> he actually knew. That, that yeah, it was going to happen, yeah. and he still chose to to allow us to exist. He still chose to bring us into existence and to love us, mm. and to give us opportunities for redemption.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: You know, and that is like the greatest love that that can be.
0: Absolutely, man. You know, and it's the love that we desire and crave by design. Yeah, and I guess the challenge for us is dealing with the reality that we don't just love and crave it ourselves we're called to extend it to others yep but doing so in a world where there is the bad and the ugly yes right and and we have to continue doing it without so-called conditions and things like that Yes.
1: 100% and and that is where really we need grace because Mm -hmm. there is no way in my own human self that I can do that Mm -hmm. that is a supernatural thing to be able to it says, bless those who, you know, despisefully use you. Yeah. Pray for those who persecute <laughs> you. I don't want to. I want to pray them. fire down. That's what I want to do. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pray, but what am I going to pray? What spirit am I going to pray for? Mm. You know, and that's where like, you don't really I'll pray need... for you. Burn you... them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> fire <Firefall>. for <laughs> You know, so it's, it's that thing of we need grace. We need yeah. supernatural assistance. Mm. to actually live the life that we've been called to because naturally it's not easy
0: Mm, mm, mm. it's
1: really not easy naturally
0: and And i think this is go ahead yeah go on there you go i was gonna say and this is where it feeds into the bigger picture because like again new heavens and new earth society a world in which we live and Mm. we have an expectation towards Mm. like Mm. where there is no pain where mm. there is no dysfunction, where relationships mm. are perfect and love is one hundred percent genuine, like mm. and nothing is hidden, mm. it's preparing us for that, right? It's training us in in being people who even understand these principles, mm. which are going to be what defines the world that we'll live in next.
1: Hundred percent, hundred percent. One of the things that I really like. Um, about the introduction it's about basically being vulnerable and being open Mm. with people and exposing that good the bad the ugly and not Mm. not pretending like everything is okay when it's actually not yeah and i think that that takes a lot of trust not just in in people but in god to say god i trust you that you are going to bring the right people around me who even mm-hmm. when they see the good, the bad and the ugly, they're not going to judge me. They're not going to, you know, it's not going to be an issue, but we can walk this Christian life together. We can sharpen mm-hmm. one another. We can pray for one another. You know, and I think it's a really big challenge um, mm-hmm. from me from from reading the book of, are you going to be open and honest? Are you mm-hmm. going to open up the good, the bad and the ugly to people? Or mm-hmm. are you going to live that double double life? mm mm-hmm.
0: mm 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 mm
1: You know. And what what's the expectation? You know, it says those expectations that we'll be liked more for being a good Christian, by having a life that's well put together on the outside. Those expectations that we'll be more influential and successful in ministry if we protect our reputation at all costs. Even if it means being misleading about how we're really struggling with things no one else knows about. (laughs) You know? Those expectations that God will celebrate us for all our public activity in his name. Even though it cost us the time we needed to grow privately with him without an audience. Mm. Like, those are very real expectations that mm. we go into, not just into the faith walk, but also into serving and in ministry. You know. Mm. Any thoughts before we close?
0: No, I'm happy with that, bro.
1: Wonderful. Thank you guys so much for listening to another special episode of the reason to behold podcast after the Auto Call series um we'd love to hear your thoughts hit us up info at reason to behold or on instagram at reason to behold and we will catch you on the next episode peace
0: peace